Today is November 9th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for your presence. What a joy, what a blessing, what a privilege, what an honor, what a responsibility to be leading you, guiding you in the word like this, and also to be journeying alongside you as we are all on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves day by day and really decision by decision. And to that end, how are you feeling about the daily decisions that you're making? How do you feel like you're showing up? Do you feel like you're showing up for the most part as your best self? If you were to look back on this period of your life six months from now, would you look at the last few weeks or the last few months and say, yes, I am very proud of what I did there. Yes, there's nothing that I would do differently there. Yes, I am so happy that I decided to do ABC thing or XYZ thing because doing that thing led me closer to where I am today. Or would you look back and say, man, I wish I would have done this. Or man, I wish I would have done that. Or man, I wish I would have listened to this piece of advice. Or I wish I would have honored this person differently in that space. I think about that. And I know that I've shared that here before. Like when I am at a specific place in my life, particularly when I am faced with uncertainty or indecision or I don't know how I want to show up or when I feel drained, when I feel depleted, when I feel like, you know, I am, I wouldn't necessarily say depressed, but depression too. But if I'm feeling down for whatever reason, I start examining my life and questioning my choices. Like, okay, what got me here, right? Because I don't want to... I don't want to feel this feeling that I'm feeling. And there's a reason why I'm feeling this feeling. So I need to get to the root of what that feeling is. But anyway, when I am in those spaces, I try to think about, okay, well, what do I want this story to be when this is all over? If someone was telling my child this story about me in this particular situation, what would I want them to relate to my child? That your mother, she showed up and did the best that she could with what she had, that your mother, you know, gave up, that your mother, you know, I don't know, she just kind of let everything get to her or she became so overwhelmed that she just, you know, she shut down. Like, no, I don't want that to be the story. And so when I'm faced with those moments and I don't know what to do, and I'm not talking about anything specific, I'm just saying, generally speaking, when I'm in certain spaces and I'm really at a loss, If I can't figure out what I want to do, I figure out what I don't want to do, like what I don't want to be said about me, what I don't want to have to say about myself, what I don't want to have to accept about myself. And then I do the opposite of whatever that thing is. So I hope that makes sense and I hope that helps somebody. Anyway, I've been talking too long in this intro. Let's get going, growing and flowing in these verses. Ezekiel chapter 20, New Living Translation, The Rebellion of Israel. On August 14th, during the seventh year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, some of the leaders of Israel came to request a message from the Lord. They sat down in front of me to wait for his reply. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, tell the leaders of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. How dare you come to ask me for a message? As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will tell you nothing. 
Son of man, bring charges against them and condemn them. Make them realize how detestable the sins of their ancestors really were. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. When I chose Israel, when I revealed myself to the descendants of Jacob in Egypt, I took a solemn oath that I, the Lord, would be their God. I took a solemn oath that day that I would bring them out of Egypt to a land I had discovered and explored for them, a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the best of all lands anywhere. Then I said to them, each of you get rid of the vile images you are so obsessed with. Do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt, for I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen. They did not get rid of the vile images they were obsessed with or forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I threatened to pour out my fury on them to satisfy my anger while they were still in Egypt. But I didn't do it, for I acted to protect the honor of my name. I would not allow shame to be brought on my name among the surrounding nations who saw me reveal myself by bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. So I brought them out of Egypt and led them into the wilderness. There I gave them my decrees and regulations so they could find life by keeping them. And I gave them my Sabbath days of rest as a sign between them and me. It was to remind them that I am the Lord who had set them apart to be holy. But the people of Israel rebelled against me, and they refused to obey my decrees there in the wilderness. They wouldn't obey my regulations, even though obedience would have given them life. They also violated my Sabbath days. So I threatened to pour out my fury on them, and I made plans to utterly consume them in the wilderness. But again, I held back in order to protect the honor of my name before the nations who had seen my power in bringing Israel out of Egypt. But I took a solemn oath against them in the wilderness. I swore I would not bring them into the land I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful place on earth. For they had rejected my regulations, refused to follow my decrees, and violated my Sabbath days. Their hearts were given to their idols. Nevertheless, I took pity on them and held back from destroying them in the wilderness. Then I warned their children not to follow in their parents' footsteps, defiling themselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God, I told them. Follow my decrees, pay attention to my regulations, and keep my Sabbath days holy, for they are a sign to remind you that I am the Lord your God. But their children too rebelled against me. They refused to keep my decrees and follow my regulations, even though obedience would have given them life. And they also violated my Sabbath days. So again, I threatened to pour out my fury on them in the wilderness. Nevertheless, I withdrew my judgment against them to protect the honor of my name before the nations that had seen my power in bringing them out of Egypt. But I took a solemn oath against them in the wilderness. I swore I would scatter them among all the nations because they did not obey my regulations. They scorned my decrees by violating my Sabbath days and longing for the idols of their ancestors. I gave them over to worthless decrees and regulations that would not lead to life. I let them pollute themselves with the very gifts I had given them, and I allowed them to give their firstborn children as offerings to their gods so I might devastate them and remind them that I alone am the Lord. Judgment and Restoration 
Therefore, son of man, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. Your ancestors continued to blaspheme and betray me. For when I brought them into the land I had promised them, they offered sacrifices on every high hill and under every green tree they saw. They aroused my fury as they offered up sacrifices to their gods. They brought their perfumes and incense and poured out their liquid offerings to them. I said to them, what is this high place where you are going? This kind of pagan shrine that has been called Bama, high place ever since? Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. Do you plan to pollute yourselves just as your ancestors did? Do you intend to keep prostituting yourselves by worshiping vile images? For when you offer gifts to them and give your little children to be burned as sacrifices, you continue to pollute yourselves with idols to this day. Should I allow you to ask for a message from me, O people of Israel? As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will tell you nothing. You say, we want to be like the nations all around us who serve idols of wood and stone. But what you have in mind will never happen. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will rule over you with an iron fist and great anger and with awesome power. And in anger, I will reach out with my strong hand and powerful arm, and I will bring you back from the lands where you are scattered. I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations, and there I will judge you face to face. I will judge you there as I did your ancestors in the wilderness after bringing them out of Egypt, says the sovereign Lord. I will examine you carefully and hold you to the terms of the covenant. I will purge you of all those who rebel and revolt against me. I will bring them out of the countries where they are in exile, but they will never enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Go right ahead and worship your idols. But sooner or later, you will obey me and will stop bringing shame on my holy name by worshiping idols. For on my holy mountain, the great mountain of Israel, says the sovereign Lord, the people of Israel will someday worship me and I will accept them. There I will require that you bring me all your offerings and choice gifts and sacrifices. When I bring you home from exile, you will be like a pleasing sacrifice to me. And I will display my holiness through you as all the nations watch. Then, when I have brought you home to the land I promised with a solemn oath to give to your ancestors, you will know that I am the Lord. You will look back on all the ways you defiled yourselves and will hate yourselves because of the evil you have done. You will know that I am the Lord, O people of Israel, when I have honored my name by treating you mercifully in spite of your wickedness. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Judgment Against the Negev then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the south and speak out against it. Prophesy against the brushlands of the Negev. Tell the southern wilderness, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Hear the word of the Lord. I will set you on fire and every tree, both green and dry, will be burned. The terrible flames will not be quenched and will scorch everything from south to north. And everyone in the world will see that I, the Lord, have set this fire. It will not be put out. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, they are saying of me, he only talks in riddles. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 11 through 28. Christ is the perfect sacrifice. 
So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. Now when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. The will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. That is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Psalm 107, Book 5, Psalms 107 through 150. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry and thirsty. They nearly died. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. 
Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell and no one was there to help them. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze. He cut apart their bars of iron. Some were fools. They rebelled and suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand the thought of food, and they were knocking on death's door. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he saved Saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wit's end. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. He changes rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry, thirsty land. He turns the fruitful land into salty wastelands because of the wickedness of those who live there. But he also turns deserts into pools of water, the dry land into springs of water. He brings the hungry to settle there and to build their cities. They sow their fields, plant their vineyards, and harvest their bumper crops. How he blesses them! They raise large families there, and their herds of livestock increase. When they decrease in number and become impoverished through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt on their princes, causing them to wander in trackless wastelands. But he rescues the poor from trouble and increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and be glad, while the wicked are struck silent. Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Proverbs 27 verse 11 be wise, my child, and make my heart glad. Then I will be able to answer my critics. Dear Heavenly Father, gracious and loving Creator, Lord, as we come to the end of our time together today, we just lift our hearts in gratitude and our voices in praise. Lord, you're so worthy and you're so good. We just thank you for the gift of life and for the opportunity to gather together in this digital space. and. As we seek your wisdom and understanding, we would just ask that you continue to meet us here. And just as the psalmist said today, Lord, we acknowledge that you're good and that your steadfast love endures forever. Your faithfulness and your mercy, it just knows no bounds in times of trouble. We know that we can turn to you because you're our refuge, you're our strength, you are our ever-present help in the time of trouble. That means you're always there. 
Lord, as we reflect on the words of the psalm today, where it speaks of the various circumstances that your people have experienced throughout history, Lord, in the wilderness of our lives, when we were lost and disoriented, you tenderly guided us back on the right path. You spoke words of solace to our weary spirits, Lord, reminding us that you are our shelter in times of storm and that we don't have to try to do this alone. Lord, we give you thanks for the times that you shattered the chains of our captivity where you freed us from the prisons of fear, of addiction, of despair. Lord, you cradled our broken hearts. You breathe life into the shattered fragments of our soul and you transform our pain into a testimony of your miraculous healing. Lord, we've seen you turn deserts into springs of living water and bright light into the darkest places. Lord, as we part ways today, we just ask for your continued guidance and blessings. May the words spoken here resonate in the hearts of everyone listening. Lord, bring them hope, bring them encouragement, bring them a deeper understanding of your truth. May your spirit continue to illuminate and enlighten our minds and open our hearts to the wonders of your love. Finally, Lord, I commit this podcast into your hands. Use it as a vessel to spread your message, to spread the good news of your love, the good news of the sacrifice that you made so that we might be saved. Lord, may it be a source of inspiration and transformation in the lives of those who engage with it. In the precious name of Jesus, who bore our sorrows and carried our burdens, we humbly offer this prayer. And all the people of God said together, Amen. And our affirmation for today, I am the commander-in-chief of my life. I control my thoughts, I own my emotions, and I curate my choices to create the experience of life I want to enjoy. I am the commander-in-chief of my life. I control my thoughts, I own my emotions, and I curate my choices to create the experience of life I want to enjoy. And our aphorism, we choose our joys and our sorrows long before we experience them. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this extraordinary expedition with me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.